877-973-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. We were born before the wind. Welcome back. Kate oh, Daly Show. Happy to bring you uh, guest Kevin Ryan. Boy, talk about one of the guys that really can help people see the light in what happened on 9-11. This is the voice that you really need to listen to when it comes down to the particular evidence. Okay. And uh, also, before we go there, please, if you listened at all this week, you realized how important it is to get medically prepared. And so I urge people to have this on hand. Even if you never have to use it, you will understand how important it is to have it under your roof uh, for somebody else that you might be able to help. But go to Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical.com. It takes a few minutes, like five minutes. You fill out a form. Sometimes it's a phone call, depending on the meds. But you can get 12 months ahead in all your medications, no matter what shortage comes, no matter what, if we get Maui'd, no matter what situation arises, an earthquake happens, you've got uh, particular antibiotics, you've got your meds, any other meds that you have, diabetic medication, anything for 12 months ahead. I really urge you to do this. Put in the code Kate. Okay. That's your promo code. That'll get you some savings. You'll love me for this one when something hits because you'll have this under your roof and their five antibiotic kit is amazing. Okay. Please, please be prepared right now. This is the best time to do it. Um, while things, while we have these things at our disposal, okay, Hawaii is still having a tough time getting any, uh, medications over there for some strange reason. When FEMA shows up, they have a harder time, um, getting all these things accomplished. So please, by all means, go to Jace medical and put in the code Kate. All right, Kevin, let's talk about Let's talk about how they illegally transported the material too, the, the, yeah. the rubble. Right, yeah, at Ground Zero. Um, so one of the, the biggest uh, uh, crimes really of, of the day was uh, that the evidence was whisked away to be recycled, the steel evidence. Really all, all but like 0.3% of the steel was taken away. So 99.7% of the steel was loaded on trucks with, that had GPS trackers and loaded onto ships and, 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 and shipped to China for recycling. And <laughs> that was fast. The, hmm. Well, yeah, the problem, that's a crime scene. You know, that's right. destruction of evidence. And, you know, the fire engineering magazine editor was outraged. And, he, you know, he wrote about like, he couldn't believe that they would do this. And, and uh, mm-hmm. yet it, it did happen. And, and it happened through the Department of Buildings and the mayor's office in New York City. And, and uh, is who you're talking about. Yeah. Rudy Giuliani. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had foreknowledge of he had foreknowledge of, of what was going to happen. He was interviewed by Peter Jennings. And, and, you know, before the buildings collapsed, he said he was told that the buildings would collapse. And, you know, he his biggest problem was that he told everybody that the air was safe to breathe, as did uh, Christine uh, Whitman, the EPA administrator at the time, uh, she told uh, the public that the air was safe to breathe when it was not. And they did this in order to speed the removal of the evidence, because if all that evidence was available, it would be much easier to prove the hypothesis of, of demolition. Well, there was thermite, right, in the evidence. Right. Right. Which they That's said right, exactly. didn't exist. So. Exactly. And you know, the, a, lot, a lot of people don't know, but at ground zero, the fires were enormously hot for months. In fact, through February of the next year, the fires could not be put out. There was millions of gallons of water, special fire suppressant chemicals added, mm-hmm. and they couldn't put out the fires, which, again, is evidence 
of the thermitic reaction occurring below the ground. And uh, we wrote a paper, uh, Stephen Jones is a co-author on that with me, at a, at a journal called The Environmentalist, in which we took a, a look at data from the EPA and the University of California. And we saw that there was these enormous spikes of, of emissions occurring on certain dates that could only really be explained by these incendiary explosive events occurring in the pile. So uh, anyway, um, you know, apart from the, the World Trade Center, there's, there's a lot that you can see that, that can show you that the official report, the official explanations of 9-11 are false. And, right. and of course, I talk about the 9-11 Commission report, which was, uh, you know, it was the second investigation, but the first one was a joint intelligence inquiry. The, the 9-11 Commission report, though, didn't even mention some critical evidence. The World Trade Center Building 7 doesn't show up in that report. Wow. Right. He's a 47-story building, and it would have been the tallest building in 33 states, collapsed into its own footprint without being hit by a plane at, at free fall speed. And it wasn't even mentioned in the 9-11 Commission report. Wow. Now, there's a lot going on there, but, you know, one thing about the 9-11 Commission report is, if you look closely at it, it's built on torture testimony and uh, cables and memos from the FBI and CIA, which but largely torture testimony. And if, if people are not aware, the CIA uh, had videotaped the torture sessions, and there were 92 videotapes, and they destroyed them all. Instead of turning them over to the 9-11 Commission, they, they didn't even mention them, and then they, they, they later said they destroyed the What are the, the tapes. torture tapes? They're, these are videotapes of these uh, men that were captured, at, and largely one man who was captured and tortured at Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay. His name is Abu Zubaydah, and this is right. a young guy who was who was said to be a lead Al Qaeda operative, and also everybody talked about how he was so important. And then the CIA figured out as they waterboarded him 83 times that he didn't know anything about Al Qaeda. And you know, when I, when I say waterboarded, this is simulated drowning, right? They put a bag over your head, and they pretend to drown you. Now, if you're going to do that 83 times to somebody, in my opinion, you're not looking to get information. You're look, If anything, you're looking right. to get rid of information. Was he the same individual that um, his sister said that he had low IQ, that he was considered retarded? Um, was that, that, could, that could be. I don't right. recall that exact uh, statement, mm -hmm. but that could be true. Yeah. But one thing is fact is that when Abu Zubaydah's lawyers turned in their writ of habeas corpus to try to, you know, mm -hmm. get him freed. He hasn't been, he's been in custody for, for 21 years without charges, um, which is a very un-American thing for yeah. people to do. Right. Um, anyway, he, he was tortured mm -hmm. and then, and then he, he, he applied to get, you know, uh, uh, either released or, mm -hmm. or uh, had charges brought to him. And ultimately, the government said that he had nothing to do with al-Qaeda. They, they, they knew that. They, but they, they still have him. Well, it's worse than that, Kate, because his testimony, his torture testimony, was used to build the 9-11 Commission report. It, he's the one who identified Khalid Sheikh Mohammed as the 9-11 mastermind. Right. He identified this guy, Ramzi bin al-Sheed. And, and so everything fell off of that. They captured these other guys and tortured them, and then they created this whole story, this myth, about these guys who really, if you look at some of the uh, mainstream news stories in the L.A. Times and mm -hmm. so forth, you know, these guys were not 
fundamentalist Muslims. They were right. they were doing something. They were I, I'm not saying they were good guys by any means, but you know they weren't fundamentalist Muslims, and they were they looked like some sort of uh, deep state operatives mm-hmm. going through the motions, you know, right. to create a backstory. Um, but you know, other than that, who do you think? Oh, go, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, who do you think the 19 terrorists really are? Well, that's a good question because, you know, I did I, over the years, I heard that, you know, if it wasn't Al Qaeda, it must have been some vast government conspiracy. And and so I started looking into that and I wrote a book called Another 19 Investigating Legitimate 9-11 Suspects. And that this looks at people who were in position and had the means, motive, and opportunity to do the things that needed to be explained. For example, mm-hmm. to shut down the air defenses for two hours. Right. Um, Otherwise, and, our planes would have taken planes, would have taken the, they, they would have been up there in seconds, but they weren't. So I just exactly, wanted to Exactly. That. Well, exactly. You know, it, it was, it was known for the four years before on average that there were scrambling of, of fighter jets a hundred times a year to intercept errant airliners <laughs> right. training a hundred times a year. Mm-hmm. Right. And so on nine 11 in the morning, uh, the first uh, FAA was notified at eight fifteen in the morning and the mm-hmm. last plane crashed at after 10 o'clock. So almost two hours Jeez. and none of those planes were intercepted. Right. And the, you know, we got four different accounts for why that was the right. case. So who are the case? So who are some but, of the 19? Do you feel? Well, one of them, I think, is the commander of NORAD, Ralph mm-hmm. Eberhardt, who uh, um, I, I, I'll just say, first of all, my lead suspects are Dick Cheney, mm-hmm. who was vice president, yep. and Donald, Donald Rumsfeld, who was secretary of defense. Yes. And I say Donald Rumsfeld because, you know, when the three planes had been hijacked and crashed into buildings, he didn't go to ne- the National Military Command Center to defend the nation. What he did is he wandered around in the parking lot for 30 minutes trying to help people with stretchers is what he said. And he just was totally AWOL. Yeah. Right. And, right. and that was the case for Eberhardt, too. Eberhardt, the NORAD commander, he he didn't do anything effective. He didn't defend the nation. He sponsored military exercises that were going on that day that obstructed the, the response. So right. there were a lot of good people trying to do their jobs, but they were confused. They were they were not sure if this was real world or exercise. Right. Well, it, I feel like know. everybody's compartmentalized. So you have these guys that, that you're naming that are in the know, that kind of know everything that's going on. And then everyone else either either isn't a compartmentalized person or is just trying to do what they think they should be doing, right? Because of the situation. Right. That's right. And so uh, I really feel like there could be a limited number, which is why I mm-hmm. wrote this book. Yeah. It didn't have, didn't have to be a vast conspiracy. It had to be enough uh, people in the right positions of power to uh, to facilitate what happened. And then after that, to make sure that, you know, everybody was kind of hushed up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, ultimately on the air defenses, though, the, the thing that most people don't really fully appreciate is the final story was given by the 9-11 Commission. And the 9-11 Commission story basically was that all of these dozens or hundreds of Air Force and military officers were all lying about what they did on 9-11. You know, they had all testified they were tracking all the planes. Mm-hmm. They were scrambling jets. Unfortunately, the jets were going in the wrong direction at the wrong, at half the speed. So th- that wasn't a good story. So 9-11 Commission came up with n- the, the military was not notified about any of the planes. 
And that, in, its, in effect, they had to come out and say that the military had been lying about it for years, which, you know, is, is absurd. Right. I mean, these are honorable people. These are people who do their jobs. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to all start lying, especially to make themselves look bad. Right. right. That That's what they would have been doing. So, but, you know, there's the air defenses are a big anomaly. Uh, what about the other, just, some of the other people involved, do you think? There's another guy who was... Uh, who was a, a commander of the Joint Special Operations Command, uh, another general who suddenly was uh, given the job of FAA's hijack coordinator, kind of a low-level job for him. He's a, mm-hmm. you know, a general, head of yeah. special operations, and suddenly, nine months before 9-11, he was, he was uh, put in this position of being the FAA's hijack coordinator. And this is the role that the 9-11 Commission said was most critical to the failure that day meaning that the communications between FAA and military were not sufficient. So, okay, everybody should want to know what happened to General Michael Canavan. This is his name, General mm-hmm. Michael Canavan. What, do you, what was Michael Canavan doing that day? Well, right. nobody, nobody asked him. You know, he, it turns out he was missing again, just like Rumsfeld. He was missing for that time period. And, uh, and when interviewed later, he said that he had gone to Puerto Rico um, and, and he just wow. was out of the, but one thing, one thing at the FAA an intelligence officer at the FAA, his name was John Hawley. Mm-hmm. He testified that Canavan had been running tabletops exercise exercises before nine 11 that were quote, pretty damn close to the nine 11 plot unquote. Hmm. Right. So he's actually, he's, he's, there were exercises before and on the day, which, you know, is an indication for anybody who's been following kind of false flag events over the years or, or crimes against uh, democracy, crimes against the state, mm-hmm. you know, exercises being per, uh, performed beforehand. And, and I know you haven't asked about COVID, but I have gone into mm-hmm. in other, in other presentations, all the similarities, the features and outcomes between COVID yeah, and the, the 9-11 same lies. crimes. Same kinds yeah. of lies. Same with January 6th. You have a couple people in the know, and then you have the rest of them carrying out um, an right. FBI operation. And then with COVID, same thing. It's a label. I feel like it's a label that they've attached to 98 symptoms. And it was easy to sell the label when you could sell everybody on an illness, right? Everybody has colds and flu, so you can just say everyone's got COVID. Right. And they conducted exercises mm-hmm. beforehand. Yeah. Right? Yeah, mimic mimic exactly what happened. I do have a question for you about the towers, though, from the audience. And that is um, when this person posted explosives and you could see the towers exiting out the sides. um, This person was told on social media that that video was debunked and that the images had been doctored. What do you say to that? Well, I'd have to see the specific Mm. video or or images. You know, but I, I'm sure that there are there are doctored videos and images. I'm, I don't doubt that. Yeah. Because there, you know, one of the responses, probably the primary response to questioning of 9/11, is that, you know, anybody can call themselves a 9/11 truth seeker, and what we see is we see bad bad actors come in mm-hmm. and talk about holograms and mm-hmm. you know and right. Star Wars beams right. weapons in orbit and. That's you know, where it and goes they're just trying deep. to discredit. They're, yep. Yeah. yeah. We're going to come right back more with uh, Kevin Ryan. Isn't he fascinating? Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. Hey, 
Thanks for listening to the Kate Daly Show. All of- Hi, everybody. This is important. There is a very, very little-known IRS loophole. And you have the ability right now to safeguard your IRA or 401k and have it be backed by, with gold. And this is an amazing little loophole that Birch Gold will tell you about. And you need to get this information. You text 989898, that number, and text the name Kate in the message part, okay? So the phone number is 989898. Just think of that as the phone number. Text that number. And then, of course, text the name Kate. It's not true diversification if your savings depend on the stability of the dollar. So gold and silver were money long before. And of course, you need to make sure that you have plenty of gold and silver. And silver is amazing, too. So make sure you've got that. Also, it's a safeguard against inflation um, and also protecting against economic downturns, too. When crisis strikes, desperate investors they seek shelter from the storm. And so this is where you can own your own uh, safe haven assets and get some sleep and sleep a little better and soundly than anyone else. So please learn how gold and silver can do that for you and then also work for you, not just to have in your home, but work for you. That's huge, you guys. This is why I like Birch Gold. This is why Ron Paul likes Birch Gold. This is why he has been talking about them for a long time is because these guys know those loopholes. They understand understand what you guys can do uh, to safeguard your money, safeguard your assets. This is a big deal because with digital currency coming in, you're going to want to do this right now. All you have to do is text Birch Gold, text him 989898 and text the name Kate. Thanks, you guys. Sometimes Balance of Nature gets feedback that Dr. Howard should be played by a better actor. (laughs) Well, maybe they're right because I am not an actor and I don't want to be. I hope that you understand this is real. People are sharing their success stories because their quality of life has improved. The acute rehab was quite a journey. I thought maybe this is the best it's gonna be until I took balance of nature. I had low energy, I wasn't sleeping good at night, and then my wife suggested we try balance of nature. My energy came back, it changed my life. A surf session can be pretty physically demanding and balance of nature helps me do that. Quality is what life is about, and that's what we strive for at Balance of Nature. We are a results-based company looking to improve your quality of life. Go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order and get this special offer by using discount code KATE. 1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. So happy to have you listening in. Go to balanceofnature.com, balanceofnature.com. Get that product, okay? You're going to love me for that one. Um, Get healthy, 31 fruits and vegetables, phytonutrients, and put in the code Kate. You'll get 35% off and free shipping. Just do it. It's a a no-brainer, and there's a money-back guarantee. What do you have to lose, right? Um, Caller, you're on with Kevin Ryan. Uh, Go right ahead. Yes, thank you. You bet. Who benefited? Who benefited financially from 9/11? Ah, who benefited? Fi- uh-huh. I know the American people were the losers because the government put in the Patriot Act. Right. So who benefited from this planned event? Okay, excellent question. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, I'd like to answer that in two ways. First of all, the the biggest beneficiaries were the people profiting from the war. So, and believe it or not, that included oil services companies like Halliburton, which Dick Cheney had just recently um, been the, the chairman of, but also, you know, military uh, um, defense contractors, because they were selling tons of weapons and such for the uh, 
for the Iraq and Afghanistan war and anything related to oil, because oil was one of the resources that was the kind of the, uh, mm-hmm. the bounty, the bounty right. of these wars. <clears throat> the second part of the question in my mind is that one thing the 9-11 Commission didn't investigate was 9-11 insider trading. Mm-hmm. And this was evident. The SEC had mm-hmm. flagged people and companies for, uh, for 9-11 insider trading and handed that off to the FBI and the 9-11 Commission that didn't even, they didn't even uh, question the suspects. So, you know, put options on mm-hmm. United Airlines and American Airlines, Morgan Stanley, which was a right. company that occupied the buildings. Somebody made a ton of money off of these stock trades and it wasn't investigated. So those are, that's the two-part answer to that question. Thank for you for that. And uh, also a couple more people involved in the no, the other 19, the real 19 uh, terrorists. Right. Can you name some more? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind talking about one. He was the Deputy, Deputy Secretary of Defense mm-hmm. on 9-11. His name was Paul Wolfowitz. And, uh, author of the was, PNAC just, as well. Yeah, main, that's right. Main author. Mm-hmm. In fact, a, a number of my suspects are members of the Project for a New American Century, mm-hmm. PNAC. Right. So PNAC had called for, in this document that Paul Wolfowitz wrote, they'd called for in the year 2000, what they called a new Pearl Harbor, something that would be mm-hmm. a catalyzing and catastrophic event because they felt like, you know, we needed to, to make a major shift towards a military stance, a major shift towards funding the military. And the American public weren't going to go for that without this catalyzing event called a new Pearl Harbor. So Paul Wolfowitz wrote that document, but on 9-11, he was in charge of what was the the renovation project for the Pentagon building. And um, at at the IC911.org, they're republishing my book, and I just they just published this chapter. Mm-hmm. It's about the Pentagon. And and so what happened was that there was one small part of the building that had just finished uh, being renovated. That was the exact part of the building that was impacted by Flight 77. Which is an amazing coincidence, first of all, because it was very uh, low in occupancy. Mm-hmm. You know, if the, hi- if the hijackers and terrorists really wanted to kill people, they would have uh, hit the, the top of the building and, right. and maybe killed some of the, right. <laughs> some of the ten, 10 PNAC members who had offices in the building, all of whom survived, including Donald Rumsfeld. Jeez. But one thing that really stands out is there was a company uh, called AMAC Construction that had done the, the renovation that was immediately hired to clean up the evidence at the Pentagon mm-hmm. and at the World Trade Center. And so this, these kind of anomalies are what I look into. So what? Paul Wolfowitz in that renovation of the building, I feel okay. that had something to do with how the how the plane hit the building. And they quit construction um, in 2006, by the way, uh, Amic. So um, for some unknown reason. So can you tell people where to go to get more information about what you're doing, all of the evidence you're providing in this hour for more? Where can people yeah, please go? go to please go to ic911.org, the International Center for 9/11 Justice. And while you're there, you might see a film that was just produced and sponsored by an organization by one of our founders, a Canadian professor named Graham McQueen. And it's a really uh, entertaining and thoughtful, thought-provoking movie. Okay. And I, I think everybody should see it. ic911.org. That's right. And the film is called Peace, War, and 9/11. 
peace, war, and 9-11. Wow. You've been fascinating. I can't wait to have you back. We'll have you back in just a little while so that we can resume this and then also talk uh, COVID because I can't wait to see your presentation on that. I I find you to be a really thorough investigator and, and right right there in the, in the know uh, with 9-11 and trying to get the real information out. I really appreciate you, Kevin. Thank you. Kevin Ryan. Thanks so much. Thank you. IC911.org. It's just the letters IC, right? IC? That's right. IC911.org. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. I'll be right back and I'll take your calls. Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show. All opinions.